Some of the absolute best things about this whole menopause experience has been the communities that I've found that support one another, the education I've had to manage my own symptoms, and the guests I've been able to interview for the podcast. It was a pleasure to interview Kirsty Strouger, CEO and founder of Nature's Help, a woman's health supplement company that specializes in supporting the menopause symptoms naturally. Kirsty is a powerhouse and a serial entrepreneur with her finger on the pulse when it comes to spotting health trends and making a business lift off. She's also the CEO of Turmeric Australia. You want to listen into this episode as we discuss our respective views on HRT and more. Welcoming to the Sexy Aging Podcast, I've got the honor of welcoming a fellow Kiwi. I'm just going to call her Kirsty because Kirsty's going to share uh, her story. I'm putting her in the hot seat today <laughs> with very little prompting. <laughs> but that's sometimes what I love about this opportunity to get to know other women in the space. Obviously, the topic of menopause will come up because that's something that we've both bonded over. Um, but you've got a long history in wellness and I'm just going to drop it there Kirsty, and let you go for it and <laughs> she's like now where do I start <laughs> my son's 23 so let's go back 23 years yeah okay uh, let's do yeah. it <laughs> um, I was married uh, to a lovely man who was in the British army um, and we were uh, um, we had been living in Cyprus and we went to Germany which is where, where I had my son. Now, obviously, when you're traveling with uh, military, there are uh, limited job opportunities. So <clears throat> I was lucky enough to work for the Ministry of Defense while um, I was in Germany for four years. And I used to organize all the adventure training for all the troops down in Bavaria. Um, but as I said, jobs were limited. And then I had my son and I was like, okay, well, now... Now what do I do? It's kind of hard going back. And also, you've got to remember, I'm in a non-English speaking country as well. So that makes it makes it even more more limiting. Um, so back back then, like 23 years ago, it was very trendy um, to become a beautician and a nail tech. It was just that's what all the girls did. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. Um, I trained and became um, a beautician. Then we moved back to the, oh, and I worked with just a separate clinic from home. So it was great. Um, and then we went back to the UK. Um, and then I became a nail technician as well. And then ran both of those side by side uh, again from home. Then in 2004, we came to Australia. And I actually brought a clinic um, here on, on the Gold Coast. Um, and then classic um i suppose the classic mistake that a lot of people get stung with when they come from overseas to australia there was a there can be a there was there certainly was 15 years ago quite a few sharks um here on the coast so i got burned quite badly with that with a salon i was in actually sold the whole salon with my business in it and locked the doors and i lost that so it was kind of like okay well well, well now what so i went back to working from home um, which is always preferable because it's so flexible. Um, and, you know, it's certainly post-COVID, a lot of people, a lot of your audience now will, will really identify with that working from home um, flexibility, you know. So I had been doing that for, for quite some time and I built up a really big clientele. And so I wanted to expand more into wellness as opposed to just, just beauty. And I don't know what it was that that 
brought me to this because it's the weirdest thing is I decided I wanted to become a colon hydrotherapist. Okay, was it trending then, or no, is it... no, I don't okay. know. Not really. I just knew that you know there was a lot of a lot of health benefits with that, and I suppose even even though I wasn't um, and had 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 no health qualification at the time, I had obviously all my female, all my clients were female, and as women, it, you know, it's like going to the hairdresser, going to yeah. the we talk, you know, we we talk about everything that's going on in our lives, especially health. Yeah. And so one of the common things that I was hearing a lot of the time was women with um, gut health conditions, bloating, IBS, you know, mm -hmm. um, this is when celiac and gluten was becoming, you know, quite prominent. Um, and so I decided to do that. Um, a girlfriend of mine, it was also, so this is around 2008, so it's just post the crash. So many people have lost their jobs. A girlfriend of mine also had, had lost her job as a bookkeeper. And so we both did the course together and we opened up a clinic. It was the only way really back then to um, guarantee yourself an income. And basically, that, that was to buy yourself an income. So we yeah. bought ourselves um, a business to guarantee uh, to guarantee an income. Um, and so then that grew and we, I learned a, a great deal, you know, through doing that. We had a couple of celebrities come through the door yep. doing colonics, very interesting times. Um, <laughs> okay, that's, you just got my brain has gone somewhere that it shouldn't go, which is who's uh, bottom? Uh, <laughs> have we, you, have, we have John in, intestines, have you helped? <laughs> John Cusack was here on the um, on the coast filming and he was doing a really big um, detox cleanse at the time as colonics was, was part of his regime. Right. Um, and as it is for, you know, for a lot of people when they're doing a kind, you know, a detox. Um, so, yeah, so that was a, a claim to fame, I suppose, <laughs> at the clinic. But again, very interesting times. We learned a lot, um, you know, the relationship between, you know, doctors and holistic health or alternative um, health options. I had a lady, always remember the story, who came to me. She, um, gosh, she had been losing her hair. She'd been ill for 18 months. She put on an enormous amount of weight. She was fatigued. Her skin was patchy. And as I got talking to her through her series of colonics, she said that she'd been to Bali about 18 months ago. And she'd picked, um, she, when she came back, she wasn't well. She got Bali belly, but when right. she came back, she, was, she wasn't well. She went to the doctor six times over this 18-month period. And not at any time did the doctor take a stool sample. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking that would be the first thing that would, right exactly. that would, yeah. would absolutely be your first thing so by the time she had her third colonic it was more than obvious what the problem was because there was the parasites and there were the worms literally just I don't want to say pouring out of her but literally pouring mm. out of her like visibly not microscopically yeah visibly. Anyway, after about six sessions, um, off she went. She came back six months later, and I did not recognize this lady. I absolutely did not recognize her at all. She looked completely different, and she'd walk back in to thank us because we had got rid of the parasites and the toxicity that was in her colon that was causing the fatigue, the weight gain, um, and all the other symptoms 
purely because she had these parasites and the doctor had not done a stool sample in 18 months post her Bali trip. So inspiring to listen to Kirsty's journey to help women and offer a natural solution to support their menopause symptoms. As you might be aware, Nature's Help are a sponsor of this podcast and it's because of their support that I can continue to bring you content that is relevant to your healthy aging and menopause experience. So if you're struggling with brain fog, anxiety, low libido, hot flushes and more, and you prefer to take a natural route, then you'll want to check out the menopause range with nature's help. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And of course, I'll leave a discount for you loyal listeners. Let's continue with Kirsty's interview. No, and you know, we go deep into like health and wellness and, and holistic in the holistic world. You know, we talk about how the mind can heal the body. Yes. You know, Lots of things have been done and you've got some health gurus out there that you know, will swear that the brain can heal organs, you know, sick organs, um, they can revitalize organs. You know, we've, we've seen celebrities that go around and say that they talk to their organs, you know, because the brain is connected to, to our body. Like it does make sense yeah. if you buy into it. So, well, I think if we, I mean, I, instead of buying into it, I, I want to reframe that because I agree. So yes. what I what I what I hear and what I know from personal practice mm. is I can decrease my anxiety levels very quickly within 10 minutes just by breathing. Yes. Right? So that's a really simplistic way of yep. me taking control of uh, my mental state by doing something physical that actually changes my state. But it goes so, back to what we just said about the yeah. brain. You're absolutely yeah. right. By taking those deep breaths, deep breaths through the nose, pushing that oxygen into the brain, the brain is then reacting yeah. to that and it has a calming effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's no placebo. That works. Yeah. That <laughs> okay, works. I want to change tact on your um on your weight loss drug. So I don't think things are so different today because obviously we've got Ozempic now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm just watching a lot of the research data and stuff coming out about it, and I'm staying up to speed with the nutritionists around it. So, you know, I, I, I yeah, it'll be very interesting to see where this goes. Um, but yeah, I think that the the latest research from nutritionists on Ozempic has indicated that the weight loss is predominantly uh, muscle loss, which is not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But right. if you are a diabetic and you are struggling. Yes. And sometimes you just need a little lift, you know, like I'm kind of like, well, maybe this could be it. And for a lot of people, it has been a wonder drug, I guess. You know, it has been the little kick. So, yeah. Probably you nothing. Know what it comes down to, you know, you know, there's never one size fits all for yeah. everyone. And what right. worked for me could be nothing more than a placebo for you. You know, yeah. and, and vice versa. You know, I'm, I've known that having done this for you know for, for 12 years and 27 skews later, you know, turmeric being obviously one of my biggest sellers of, of the decade. But yeah. it does, even though granted, it does work for for most people. You know, I've got over 200,000 yeah. customers that yeah. say, "I want to talk about turmeric." <laughs> so my we... grandmother, you know, remember me. Yeah knee surgery for nearly three years you know from taking turmeric I have got so many turmeric stories there's certainly no no placebo in, yeah in well my husband's a huge fan 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a huge fan. And we've always been um, advocates for a natural, healthy lifestyle, doing what you can with what you have yes. before you need to go and, you know, seek medical support as well. So I've always been about that. Like, what can you do naturally that's going to support you in a really healthful way? And if you need more, because it's not quite working for you, then you should investigate that, especially if it's affecting you on the day to day. That's you know. right. Yeah, so yeah, we're huge advocates of turmeric, by the way. Well, it's funny that so this is so going from the clinic. This is how yeah. I got into turmeric. Yes, was because what I was seeing a lot from women again, as I'm extracting, if I'm allowed to say, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm extracting. Um, you know, but the biggest issue really was digestion, um, inflammation, like yes. IBS. Yeah, uh, uh, bloating, and obviously, um, not obviously, but um, a lot of my clientele were over forty. Right? Yeah, so in that over forty age group, they were dealing a lot with inflammation of the joints, which so is linked to changing hormone status. Yes, changing hormones to status. A lot of people going through hormones think you know sometimes get misdiagnosed as having arthritis yeah. or osteoporosis. Yeah when actually it's just a change in hormones but we can come to that later so i that's kind of what i was constantly surrounded with now bear in mind i'm not a health professional um and i don't i have no you know medical uh, degree or, or training i was literally just going off what i was hearing at the same time i saw that turmeric was you know i was reading a lot about turmeric and i still had garcinia up here but i knew that this was a, as any weight loss product is it's a trend this was never going to last. It lasted a lot longer than we thought it was going to, but still I knew. So I, I was then looking for something else that I could now bring into this new e-commerce space that I had just learned about and was really enjoying it. I was back working from home, yeah. um, you know, and, and I was really enjoying like learning what e-commerce, because again, this was in, in the e-commerce infancy. Um, and so I created Turmeric Australia and we started doing that properly as a proper e-commerce store with actual um, advertising plans, et cetera, et cetera. And it just kind of grew, it grew its own legs because they, we were able to reach so many people for the first time because Facebook was still growing, you know, yeah. again, 12 years ago, you know, yeah. so. It was still growing. Yeah, Kirsty, uh, so for the listeners that aren't familiar with the benefits of turmeric, would you just want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Turmeric, which has been around for since forever, yeah. <laughs> has been used as a natural anti-inflammatory for thousands of years in nearly every type of medicine, whether mm. it be Chinese, traditional, Western, um, or Ayurvedic medicine as a natural anti-inflammatory. It's probably one of the most highly um, clinical uh, clinical studies, sorry, one of the most highly studied um, natural herb in clinical studies as well. If you go onto the NCIB website, there's over 5,000 um, excerpts of um, clinical studies, research, peer-reviewed um, papers as well on turmeric and mainly its active ingredient cucumin, which yeah. is the the um the cucuminoids that are in cucumin which is where the anti-inflammatory properties come from so it's been used a great deal um in cancer research it's actually a very common um uh, cancer treatment like high potency cu cucumin 
um, for debilitating pain, joint health, um, and uh, tumor reduction. So um, I wanted something that wasn't going to be a fad, that's something that wasn't going to be trendy. I wanted something that had, you know, um, a, a, a really a really good history of being able to heal and something that I was going to be able to, um, something that had credibility, yeah. you know, and, and something that I didn't have to oversell. And so what we had to do at this point is we had to do, teach the Western world that turmeric was not just something you added to a curry. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really big educational process. And so we set about educating the public. We wrote hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blogs um, about the benefits of turmeric and curcumin. And we back then we were allowed to cite all the studies and provide the links for people to read about all the benefits um, that this had to offer. Which of course you 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 you're not allowed to do you're not allowed to do these days. Um, so we were a lot we were uh, allowed to do a lot more and share a lot more um, to help educate them. And then of course, like anything, just like when I did Garcinia, when this when something popular happens, everybody jumps on the bandwagon. And before you know it, every <laughs> every company that um, made supplements was now making a turmeric and a cucumin supplement. It's true. So Kirsty, I think it's fair to say that you're a trend spotter. <laughs> well, I'm hoping so. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of good because that brings us into menopause, which is having its moment. Um, it's trending. It's hot right now. Yep. Um, and it's really because women like us have come to this stage of life and gone, literally, what the heck is this and why do I not know anything? That's exactly right. So what happened is that tumor was going along quite nicely. It was under the Nature's Help brand. And I wanted to redo Nature's Help and I was looking for something. And every time I looked at something, I couldn't find anything that had enough credibility that I didn't really want to put my name to. And I thought it had no, um, no longevity. And that, in eight years, I couldn't find anything. Wow. Okay. And then in eight years, I got eight years older. And I was now 48. <laughs> and I was... And I was kind of like, I've, I've aged like 10 years with this. And and my body was starting to change. And I really wasn't aware, you know, I was still in denial that actually I was, you know, closer to 50 rather than, rather than being 40. But what happened was the conversation around me changed. I would sit around with my girlfriends and we're sort of talking about holidays and, you know, wine and kids. And it was like, Oh my God, is anybody having a hot flush and they're fanning themselves and they're talking about moods and um, husbands and relationships and emotions and crying and fatigue and my goodness, I can go on for the other like 40 or weight gain. the weight gain um, that they were experiencing and I was, and was, and they were coming to me going, well, this is what you do, isn't it, Kirsty? Like you, you, you fix things. <laughs> <laughs> Can't fix us, Kirsty. You know, obviously, because it's most of the women that I know, um, you know, before reaching for pharmaceuticals or going to the doctors, you know, they are looking for natural, natural therapies, natural, yeah, natural options. You know, first, first and foremost. So that was why they came to me, and I was just like really brazen. I was like, I'll find you something. It's all right. I'll, I'll go do some research for you. I know where to look. I know what studies to look up. I will go and find you something. 
Okay. And this is where my journey began. Yes. Because I guess what? And here we are. <laughs> I guess, what, guess what I found? Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. I oh couldn't my find my story. I couldn't find what I would want to recommend to them. What I did find was all these big brands were putting out these token one size fits all. Here's your menopause product. You know, take one tap, one capsule a day, and it'll fix all your menopause symptoms. And to be honest, now you know, three or four years later, it's insulting. Yeah, just downright insulting. Um, and I was just like, well, someone has to have a, a menopause range. Surely they, they do. You know, you can't expect to with all the symptoms to have all of these ingredients. How many? Like, how big would a capsule have to be? <laughs> To capture the 35 known symptoms. <laughs> so we had so we pulled it back and we did surveys and we said, right, we went out to them and said, right, what are your key issues? So we went out, even though there's you know nearly 40 of them, we mm. nailed it down to about seven. Seven key problems that or symptoms, sorry, that women wanted to deal with straight away. Obviously, hot flushes was number one. There was weight gain, libido, stress and anxiety, brain fog. My goodness, brain fog. I mean, that should be at the top of the list. Um, mm. You know, metabolism and fatigue. So what we then did was we got a group of naturopaths um, together. And what we did was we looked at history. We looked at what all the ancient wise ones, for one of them, were, what they used back in the, back in in time to help women through this time. Now here's a really interesting point about this, Tracy, is that we couldn't really look at Western medicine. And the reason for that was because really up until the 1800s, Western women didn't live until they were like 55, 60 years old. Mm. We didn't live that long. But other places like like China, Asia, you know, the, all of those um, the countries on different continents, they had a much longer life expectancy, and so they that's why they had these herbs that were able to treat women when they were going through it because they simply had a longer lifespan than we did here. Yes, yeah. that's really interesting that you say that. So I this podcast has taken me on a journey through many different thought processes around menopause, both medical, natural, personal, relational, like the whole thing. And so I'm constantly looking out and keeping my ears and eyes open for anything that's going to help women understand the stage of life. And yeah. one of the things that I've picked up recently is we often do talk about how women didn't live to be a certain age to be able to record their menopause symptoms and tell us, oh, okay, so at this stage of life, I have menopause and this is what I did about it. So we're saying that women didn't make it to a certain age. But here's another thing to take to consider is also during those, the 1800s, the, the um, birth rate and the, the precedence of um, birthing wasn't so good. <laughs> so and children often died of flus and plagues and stuff like that. So the av if we're talking about the average life expectancy, I think we also have to factor in that children that are born, there was a much lower um, rate of living to, you know, yes. to 10, 30, yeah. 
so that balances out the the age thing i think but i do agree with you on the that that asian cultures do yeah. tend to have women that lived much longer and they had access to all these herbs and that was a big part of their culture yes yeah. absolutely you know and you're right they didn't have the low uh, the, the high death rates in birth and as, as much as much as those western world so we're a little bit behind which kind of goes into the next stage was the stage of why women always feel frustrated when they are going through these changes and they go to the doctor yeah. and don't get the results when i say the results they don't get the answers that they're looking for and this again comes back to western western medicine being so far behind other um uh, other medicines other traditional medicines because when they're not taught about menopause they're not taught about a lot of things but that's another that's another subject but they're not taught about you know menopause in their um you know in, in their university degree like it mm -hmm. needs to be really a specialized a specialized topic very much like so you know you do your general gp um university degree and then you can go and specialize in either pediatric health or you know whatever like menopause is that complex yeah for some women that it needs to be its own speciality and this is why women are so confused about what to do and so are doctors because they really just don't know um and they don't you know you don't i don't want to do them down it's the old thing you don't know what you don't know yeah, I think we all agree with that. I think we know that it's a rising topic for GPs to get on top of, that countries like New Zealand and Australia, definitely in the UK, have shone a light on the lack of education for GPs in this conversation. Yes. So that's very, very clear. And I think women are like banging on their placards, like, come on, we've got to fix this. So that's exciting. But, but in the meantime, you know, you could go, I could choose maybe five GPs in my local area of which I know one knows about how to support women in menopause and the other four probably wouldn't. Yeah. And I would say that's common again yep. to nearly every woman that I speak to and obviously my customers as well. And they are frustrated that the only option that seems to be given to them is HRT. Mm -hmm. you know, now, whether, you know, yes, there's been controversy around it. Some will say there's a risk, some will say there isn't. That's a separate topic and it's a whole podcast really on its own because we can go, you know, we can go completely left to centre with that. But the point is with that is that women are not feeling that they're feeling that they're not being heard when they yeah. go to a GP and they they say like, here, have a patch. Like, oh, you know, I, I don't want a patch, you know. Is there something else? No, there's nothing else. Well, what about a, a natural remedy? They don't work. And they just poo-poo literally anything that's natural or holistic and so women come away frustrated and end up a lot of the time not taking HRT and then suffering unnecessarily because no one else has given them a secondary option. No one else is giving them a choice. It's like, you know, because, you know, farm, big pharma you know, is pushing for doctors to, you know, push HRT, then we're getting really shunned and shut out of the conversation. Okay. So you know that I'm on HRT, right? Because I think I've told you before. Yeah. But, but I have said this multiple times that I believe that the foundations of supporting my menopause symptoms comes through healthy lifestyle. Yep. And there were some symptoms that I just couldn't get on top of. Yep. And I felt like it was in my best interest to 
look at HRT if I'm going to have a podcast that talks about all the options, options. right? Yep. <laughs> then I am going to try this. And for me, it's been great. But yep. I'm still really open to all the, the buffet of options. And I believe that's this what is I what we want to educate, right? And that's what I love about you. And that's the whole reason for, for that because we're yeah. not anti-HRT at all. Yeah. No, no, we're not. <laughs> and I'm not anti-natural. No, it's all Because about- I actually naturally gravitate towards a yep. natural healing protocol i prefer to get my healing through food like i do yep. um, and when i'm eating food i'm thinking about the goodness of this does this is anti-inflammatory this is good for my joints this olive oil i'm just going to add a little bit extra you know like i'm thinking like that it's really funny because i want to I, I it's really funny you say that because it surprises me how the how much people still don't realize how every every uh, all the food we eat has a relationship to the body walnuts for the brain tomatoes for the heart avocado for the womb um celery for your bones you know all of that kind of thing you know um which is which is which is really interesting so we've never advocated i've never advocated being against hrt um what I do having been in nutraceuticals and obviously having treatment it was all about providing women a choice yes and the great thing is you can take our products with HRT yeah yeah as I do (laughs) both yeah And, and the other thing was what I wanted to do was I wanted to provide a natural solution for for women with mild to moderate symptoms because I will be completely honest with you, if you've got severe symptoms, I probably can't, my product will not, I shouldn't say they won't be able to help you, but they, they're not going to be what you need to get that relief. This is why sometimes yeah. starting on HRT is probably, could be your best uh, best cause, um, and then you can implement, implement both. But, you know, certainly for mild to moderate symptoms, this was what the menopause range was created was created for and to give women the choice. I really but, love that, Kirsty. Yeah, that yeah. really resonates with me. But I'm also thinking about the postmenopausal woman, to be honest, because, you know, there'll be a certain time where, you know, doctors do recommend that you um, stop HRT after five years, and that's yet to be investigated further. But there's also women that have come through menopause that have never had HRT, but still maybe have those moderate to mild symptoms. Yes. And they haven't had anything. It's inc- do you know, it's right. incredible the numbers and women that, and inquiries that we get saying, can we take this post-menopause? I'm 73. I'm yeah. still getting hot getting flashes. flashes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I tell you what else is really, really popular in our range with that post-menopausal group is um, MenoMind because as we age, you know, and because Alzheimer's and um uh, dementia, you know, is you know has really gone through the roof. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've done that so many times on this podcast. So I've gone to yeah. say something, and then, then I go, "Okay, brain fog." <laughs> women, women are very, very conscious of their cognitive health, yeah. and this is where herb, you know, herbs, traditional herbs, can be really helpful in those postmenopausal time, most mm. postmenopausal years. Conversely, though, I've also worryingly have had. I just talking to a lady the other day who's been on HRT for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, I'd also know a few women that have been on HRT for a decade. Yeah. Um, and they, probably the most common thing that I'm hearing, and this is just because I'm still new to the space as well, is that they are quite adamant that they're not coming off it. Now, my question is, are they on the 
bio identical or the body identical because if you're looking at someone who's been on hrt for a decade they may not be on the body identical they might be getting compounded pharmacy pharmaceuticals from the you know from a compound pharmacy which i actually do know women that are taking that so that's interesting <laughs> to see. The thing that I would say to that is actually completely not relevant to HRT at all. It's taking any medication for a long period of time. That's where my question mark always is. Even if it's diabetes or cholesterol or things like that, you know, a lot of that, especially diabetes and cholesterol, there's two really good examples of what we call man-made diseases or, you know, yeah. Western-created diseases. Like there is no need for someone to be on that type of medication for that period of time when there are really easy lifestyles, you know, lifestyle choices that can fix that. But, you know. Yeah, we know that, Kirsty. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. Like, I understand. Yeah. It's people want an easy fix, you know, and it goes back to even the placebo thing that we were talking about before. It is much easier to take a pill than to change your eating habits. It is much easier to take a pill in the morning than to do a 20-minute walk around the block in the afternoon. Yeah, I know. I mean, are people still looking for the quick fix and probably even more so in today's world because yep. it's so, so busy, so stressed. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think we want to kind of wrap up this amazing conversation yeah. with yeah you I mean, would go off topic I knew we would no you and I will probably have a, a lot more to talk about because uh, all right so we're going to go back to the menopause and yeah. the seven different products I'll try and wrap it up so basically every single product <laughs> has a therapeutic dose okay because one of the other things that really annoyed me when I was looking at other products out there on the market was they had so many ingredients in it. I was like, there's not enough of any one of those ingredients. There's no therapeutic dose of any of those ingredients to have an effect on the body, never mind give you any kind of relief from menopause symptoms. Mm. So every single ingredient um, is at a therapeutic dose. It's designed to actually do what it says on the bottle. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Kirsty. I just want to let the listeners know that um, that Nature's Health are the sponsor of Sexy Aging and we have found an alignment in our calling with our purpose to help women understand menopause and to support their menopause journey, whether that be through a natural lifestyle, we, that's something we actually have in common, but also offer that medical advice and support that they can ask their GP for options. And um, so I just want to encourage the, the listeners to check out the Sexy Pod discount on Nature's Health and get in touch with um, the crew at Na Nature's Help. Sorry, <laughs> I just had a brain fog moment. I'm just, I'm doing that. If I could put um, it through the screen, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, just to reach out to the crew because you can actually get an individualized conversation with someone. That's um, something yeah, that I- an in-house naturopath as well. Yep. Yeah, yep. make those yep. decisions and choices. Yep, yeah, so it's not just a screen that you go in and type in and go, okay, I think I'll buy that. You can actually have a conversation with someone that's going to guide you to the best support mechanisms for you. So I love what you're doing, Kirsty, and um, let's get in touch again soon. All right, then. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening to my story. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what you thought, so feel free to answer in the questions in Spotify or give your feedback in Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast so you'll receive notifications for new episodes. And stay sexy.